0: I wasn't calling it cold. I was just saying I was cold.
1: All right, fine. Inside but my of point is, a seventy-two
0: is, degree apartment. Mm. My,
1: you know, I, I honestly could have brought a warmer jacket for this. I, I thought fifty. I didn't. I didn't expect the the amount of wind that Vegas gets. I should have. It's a desert, but I didn't
2: expect it. So
0: that's what all those gift shops are for.
2: I'm not even going to do a proper goodbye because I'll just fade that out. I think you should leave bit. it in and triple it.
1: Also, um, <laughs> no, that's it. That's the end of the show. Bye.
0: Yeah. Alrighty. Bye. morning evening afternoon whatever it is wherever you are we are back with another week of the android police podcast i am sorry we were all off last week guys um life happens but uh this week is ces which is part of why we were all off last week because there was just so so much to do especially for you will because you are in vegas i am i'm jealous but also not at all envious of the level of lack of sleep you are probably working at right now
1: yeah Truly, I am staring at the at the Doritos pyramid outside my window right now. That is not a joke. It's it's right outside. I actually, I see the Michelob side, but <clears throat> if you look closely, you can see the Doritos pyramid logo.
2: So we have uh, the Vegas Google so- sphere
1: and then <laughs> yeah. the Doritos pyramid. I did <clears throat> briefly walk through the pyramid. So I guess I have been to both a pyramid and a sphere while I've been in Vegas. Also, hi, I'm here, by the way. My name's Jules. Jules is here. The show. It's not it's not Daniel. He's busy. He'll be back. He promised he'll be back next week, so I give it a forty percent chance you'll
2: hear his voice next week. Well, that was Ara Wagner, and the first voice you heard was Will Saddleberg. Yeah. Just so you know. Yeah. Uh
1: uh yeah, I I have been nothing I've been doing nothing but talking this week, so my voice is a little shot, but um I think mostly okay.
0: Yeah, well we'll we'll try to help you not lose the rest of it. However, you are like you are the one with the boots on the ground, so you have actually yeah. gotten to see all see and touch all of the shiny new things that I am so infinitely jealous of. Uh so what's been the most fun this week on the show floor for you?
2: Obviously it was Nelly.
1: <laughs> We will work up to Nelly. I think we need to we need to, we can't we can't start we should at talk Nelly. Some
0: actual tech before we get into Nelly. <laughs> if, yeah. if we
1: start at Nelly, everyone will listen to the Nelly conversation and then turn it off. And I'm like, anyway, Samsung display. Let's start with uh, Google's booth at CES because Taylor and I Taylor Kearns, by the way, not on this podcast, not even in Vegas anymore. He is, I think, actually in the air right now or like maybe about to land on the East Coast he was here as well. We we took Vegas by storm for AP. But the first big thing we did basically for like the actual show as opposed to just going to meetings was on Tuesday headed to a preview of Google's booth an hour before it actually opened to the public and got swarmed by <laughs> nerds. Is that mean? I don't know. That's who swarmed it. It was nerds.
0: I mean I'm proud to be a nerd. I I don't know why. Yeah, that's still see, considered be proud of it. I don't mean it nerd. in a negative
1: way. It's just that if you're lining up at 10 a.m. at CES to see the Google booth, you're probably yeah. That's
0: more fanatical so, than yeah, nerdy.
2: True.
1: Yeah. Fair enough.
2: Google fans. I also think dork deserves to be in the universe of accepted endearing terms. Yeah, but uh, that's another discussion. No ball pit. No slides. No. Uh, why? Probably because of COVID. They there.
1: Probably because of COVID. Okay.
2: Yeah. Well, there you
1: go. Yeah, no, it was Um, you can go to the website. You can read a whole guide through Google CES booth with photos by Taylor. So they look great. Uh, words by me. They're OK. Yeah, it really focused on AI on the software side, which I don't think is any surprise. And foldables on the hardware side. I That was actually a little more surprising. Is that how. Nearly every demo Google wanted to show off used a foldable to power it, not because they needed the screen real estate, but because I think they're really pushing foldables as, especially in a post-Pixel fold world. But honestly, most of the demos were powered by Z Fold 5s or OnePlus Opens or even the Moto Razr Plus, which was surprising. It was interesting to see how, when they didn't need a Pixel 8 Pro to power something Google exclusive, they were leaning on their hardware partners, which I don't know, I just think is I think is interesting. But yeah, so we we walked through theres four rooms, all labeled more blank, some more everything, more creating, more doing, more exploring. The themes, I would say were fairly they chose words, I guess, right? Like I don't know. Call screen is in the more doing section. I don't know how those two fit together. You're not really doing anything when you use call screen. But anyway, Yes, you
0: are. You are removing pain from your life by using call screen.
1: Okay, but you could you could put it in any word, any of the you could you could put it in more everything. You could say you're creating less of a painful experience. Just like it's it's, they chose room names for these, you know, but it was a fun little tour. Uh, We were there for about an hour. I would say, honestly, the coolest thing was not any of the AI stuff, which obviously we've seen most of it, but um, it was their new uh, tap-to-cast feature for Pixel smartphones and the Pixel tablet, which allows you to walk up to... It feels kind
2: of an obvious feature that has not seen its day for
1: many, many years. Well, it's it's, it's using ultra-wideband, and that's probably the biggest thing right now is that the Pixel tablet, which is kind of a smart display right it can be a smart display has ultra wideband whereas you know the the previous well, not, products, not to get
2: tuned in yeah. into the weeds but is ultra wideband carrying the data that's coming from the, like the vision and audio or is it just used to establish a it's connection? U- it's used as far it's as I know to establish it is used a connection yes yeah it's used to know that it needs that you're
1: you're you're walking up and putting the phone next to it yeah
2: we've had NFC chips for how long now? and we're using uwb for this more expensive more crazy i I don't know i don't think it would work i don't think it would work
1: nearly as well for a show floor that can be so overwhelmed with other signals it was truly impressive to walk up and essentially like you just hold the phone there for half a second it vibrates in your hand to give you a little like hey we're okay we're doing it and it's Another half second later, it's playing on the tablet and you can just kind of do it back and forth like pretty quickly. Um, there's an undo button if you accidentally do it by mistake. But like both Taylor and I were kind of I think we both expected it to be a little buggy and it worked basically flawlessly. I you know, it's not a day to day kind of like you'd have to try it in your own daily life, I guess. But but from the you know demo, it was fairly impressive. I want to see this come to other older hardware as a, as a nest hub max owner i would love to see it come to this but obviously it would have to use something that isn't ultra wideband and i don't know if it will because they haven't done it before this and they're using ultra wideband for it so maybe there's a reason that it can't i don't know we'll have to wait and see but for now if you're a pixel tablet owner and and it should come to other android phones i believe at some point as well it's just starting on pixel phones it's very handy it's it's um Apple uh, with the iPhone and the HomePod already does uh, something like this, but it is great to see it uh, uh, finally appear in Android hardware.
2: I would say uh, we move a little bit to the next booth or, or sub booth, I guess. Yeah. And do, how was the line for the the demo vehicles for Android? Are they still <laughs> calling it automotive, or is it just Android for Auto? Android um,
0: Auto is the overarching, and Android Automotive is an OS that's built into a car.
1: You're all kind of wrong. So so Android Auto is the thing on your phone. It's when you plug your phone into a car or use a, a wireless adapter, or if your car has wireless Android Auto built in, it's essentially projecting onto your car screen. Android Automotive, as Ara said, is the underlying OS that can also have, but is unrelated to Android Auto. It's not... You can have Android Auto in Android Automotive, but they're not necessarily attached to each other. As you can but see, the releases that piece. I
2: I was reading from Google, they didn't mm. mention anything about Android Automotive. Like right. they were talking about it, right.
1: It's called cars with Google built in.
2: Cars with Android. Okay, not even okay. Android.
1: Cars with Google built in. So with Google built in. This is this <sighs> seems to be essentially a, a rebranding, or at least a, a an easier way to explain Google Automotive Services or Gas. Uh, I guess we're leaving that acronym behind which is an optional package of Google apps, such as maps and assistant that Android automotive developers can opt into. It seems like they are essentially now referring to that package as cars with Google built in to make it a little easier for a general consumer to understand as opposed to Android automotive or Google automotive services. Both of those terms are not great for various reasons. So there were two announcements from Google on these sides. Uh, the first is Android Auto focused and it is, um, well, it would be big if it was launching today on more cars, but it's launching in the coming months on two EVs the Ford Mustang Mach E, which is the Mustang EV like hatchback, and oh no, is it a Polestar vehicle? I think is the other one, or no, no, it's just two Ford. It was no, the no, F-150. Polestar is Android Auto, it's the F 150 EV. Those are the two Ford vehicles getting this this Android Auto thing. So what that will allow it to do is sync your battery stats to Google Maps and Android Auto so that you can see where you need to stop along your route to charge, how much estimated battery life you have left or how much will be left when you get to your destination and so on. You know, obviously it is tricky to have all of these things talk to each other. Um, which is why it's rolling out so slowly. But I think, especially as like EVs become more widely adopted, like this is like essential tech to have.
2: I mean, that's the news of it, right? But they had the Polestar and I think a Volvo uh, at the show.
1: I believe the two cars on the floor. The other one, I believe, was a Polestar vehicle. And and that, that is the cars with Google I mean, built in Did news, you get which to is, sit in it? So this was the problem was that when we signed up, we were 22nd in line. And when we had to leave to go to more appointments, we were... Eighth in line. So we just didn't. It just didn't happen. There was um some groups were taking like 10 to 15 minutes in just one of the vehicles alone. So I it mean was I just, can't
0: blame them for using a clean car to get photos of a system that otherwise is in a car that is absolutely gonna be just dusty and messy as hell.
1: Yeah, well like here, somebody who had to go yeah. take
0: Android Auto photos this week.
1: <laughs> yeah. Here's the good news. Taylor did uh snap a single shot of the android auto stuff uh that you can see on the website um literally through the bushes so uh at the very least we did get
2: a shot of it but we didn't get in
1: in an in-depth demo
2: but so expect to see that hero image on multiple multiple android police stories in the coming future yeah absolutely
1: but yeah i mean at the end of it that was kind of
2: you know the rest of google's booth and then we can move on was
1: was basically just those ai demos that we've seen over the last year for lack of a better you know bard and sge and wallpapers and and magic compose which continues to leave both taylor and i feeling pretty cold but they they do love showing it off um and then lots of decorations and and honestly that's kind of the best part of the, about these about exploring these booths is that they just look cool
2: hmm. well I, I do like a little art deco in my uh yeah. convention centers exactly
1: I think we should move to Samsung Display, which if people don't know is a different company than Samsung. Um obviously yeah. Samsung is the parent company, but um Samsung Display does its own thing. These are not these are displays that will well, Samsung Display certainly makes the displays for Samsung phones, but also makes a lot of displays that end up in TVs from Sony, for example. They were very proud of the fact that a Sony OLED had won some
2: award of some sort, I don't remember which one, but uh, that it was using a. Before you panel. tee it up, I want to yeah. actually pre tee it with this prompt. Which is going to be more, I guess, wowing or is more applicable? Yeah. However, you want to take this the riser concept where everything is uh, rollable or kind of extendable, mm-hmm. or this where everything can be. Uh, going in both directions, flexing in both directions.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I mean, that's the coolest part about this booth, is that they have lots of display prototypes, and more specifically, foldable display prototypes. So you get to see a ton of different futuristic displays that are essentially in, like, demo builds, like, right down to running, either running One UI or running a light version of something that is supposed to look enough like One UI to convince you it's a real phone. And the two main ones that I wrote about was what is essentially a Galaxy Z flip that can bend completely around 360 degrees when you open it up so that it's back to being folded, but now you have displays on each side. And truly, one of the worst names I've ever heard for anything, uh, Flex Lipple, L-I-P-L-E. I I could not figure out what this thing was trying with the portmanteau was for here i actually i i like i had no idea what it meant i dug through their press materials and realized that lipple is a portmanteau for light and simple um
0: can i just can i just go get like a shot of vodka or something to cure just the absolute psychic damage that just did to my yeah well that's
1: that's the ces experience yeah Um, exactly
2: yeah this makes riser so much like like a godsend i know i know
1: um Here's the other thing. It's not really light or simple. What it is, it's very LG. They should have called it the Flex LG. It essentially takes the top of the display of a Z Fold 5 and then wraps it around the top of the frame of the device so that when it's closed, instead of using a front cover screen, you have like a sliver along the edge that can display battery percentage or incoming notifications or so on. It's far less useful than a cover screen. But is neat, I guess. I doubt this'll ever make it to market, but it did it did feel very like LG V10, if that makes yes. sense. I know Jules yes. Jules, I yeah. know you'll
2: appreciate that because you're an LG guy. Yeah, I do. All I can wonder is that there is the potential now for a phone to feature displays, foldable displays on both yeah. interior and exterior faces. And I don't know if we're ready for that.
1: Yeah, again, it really depends on the, the application that you apply to it, right? So, like, I... I'm going to stick
2: everything on the wall and see what remains. I mean,
0: let's be real. CES is one of those, you were so busy trying to figure out if you could... They didn't
2: start
1: to
0: think if they should. ...kind
1: of a thing. Ah, so you read about the rabbit as well.
0: <laughs> no. No, I didn't. Well...
1: Anyway. Well. Um, um, Yeah, so, I don't know. They had other, they had larger screen devices, like... Uh, essentially a a 17-inch display that folds into a laptop with a screen on the top and bottom. Like, it is easy to imagine, like, something like that coming to market before a lot of this stuff. They had earbud cases with circular OLED screens built in. And that's not a new concept, but it is for Samsung. And, like, I would not be surprised if the next time they launch Galaxy Buds, this screen or a screen, a very similar panel to this is on the box.
0: Well, I mean, and tell me if I'm wrong. How much do these look like just, like, leftover Galaxy Watch 4 Galaxy Watch 5 screens? Because I'm looking at this and I'm like, this looks like one UI watch down to a T.
1: No, they weren't as sharp. They weren't as sharp.
0: Oh, so they were lower quality.
1: Uh, Probably, because you wouldn't want to put a watch for, you wouldn't want to put one of those panels in here, I would think, because it would make the price too expensive.
2: So definitely HomePod screens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah, it's, it's a little similar to that. Yeah, also, like, even if the resolution was there, the contrast was certainly off. Like, it was yeah. just not as good of a screen. You, you, you wouldn't want it to be, though. Like, this, it wouldn't be a screen you're looking at as often. You know, aside from the battery life of the earbuds, the main thing they did was put, like, a spinning record with album art in the middle of it, which is cute, but obviously not particularly
0: useful. But here's my thing. I'd want to look use it the way that you would, like, the old iPod Shuffle, where, like, just have my basic, like, play pause and a little click wheel for skipping.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, that comes down to software, and these are obviously yeah. running... I don't want to say fake software, but like they're running demo software.
0: They're running mock-ups. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: So so that's something that would come in the future. But that's Samsung I think there's display. a good potential for us to enter into a phase of postmodern skeuomorphism, because now we have mm. this imitating iPods. Like we're we're traveling back in time here. It, it feels well, weird.
0: The display on here looks like it's imitating old turntables. So everything old is new again.
2: Yeah. And besides, HP Definitely mastered the touchscreens on earbud cases with the HP Poly 60 UC, whatever it was called. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. of course. It was great. Of course. It was great. Rolls right off the top. No need to. Anyways, I do want to touch back on the Rabbit R1. Yeah, we can do that. This is uh, kind of feeds into the obsession over cuteness in technology. And I'll let you explain what the R1 actually is. But you have that cute little mascot it's a cute mm-hmm. little device with a little knobby thing that's uh evoking of i would say was it the sidekick with that crank like what is what this these...
0: pokedex looking thing
2: it, it it looks like the Playdate. date the play playdate. guys know, I,
0: remember I, I, the... yeah no this this looks yeah. like a Playdate but slightly worse
1: well yeah. i mean it's very so so jules i would love to set up what the rabbit r1 is if i knew what it was
2: i don't think rabbit knows what it is i think we just go and uh, ask humane about what the r1 (laughs) is they'll have a better answer
1: yeah i heard about this from a couple of people who did get to see it but it was a behind closed doors demo and i i taylor and i did not have any forewarning about this device so we didn't get to see it which is you know i mean you are listening to this podcast you know what website we are so it makes sense um i would describe the r1 as like basically a at least a more sensible version of the humane AI pin on paper. You know, it's, it's $200. You don't necessarily need to buy a a data plan for it, although it does support ESIM. And it's saying that it's powered by a large action model. Um, So not a large language model, but a large action model. And that it is designed to do things for you. Like you give it your accounts and it can order an Uber for you or whatever. My question is, Well, my question is, what do you mean? And it doesn't seem like Rabbit knows what it means. Like, it's not a smartphone replacement. So it's an additional device that you carry with your smartphone or at the very least, you know, maybe you leave your phone at home and you if you have an eSIM in this when you go out, but you still have a phone and then you speak to this device rather than pull your phone out. But I, I don't know how that is faster and and this is a lot of ai stuff right now um software and hardware alike just roll you know know, throwing stuff against the wall to see what sticks and this might but it certainly sold its first ten thousand units out so you know they're doing well but i'm just color me skeptical on this being
2: anything more than gimmicky at best well if the rabbit plays a central role to this then it could be the next Tamagotchi. In the it is cute. It's adorable, and
1: and at two hundred dollars, you know, it it's an it's an easier thing to take a chance on. But I, I have a lot of questions about it about what it's really supposed to do. It looks like a very nice piece of hardware, though, unless you're left-handed because all the crank is on the right, and if you're left-handed, yeah, no. As
0: good. soon as I saw the scroll on that side, I was like, I'm screwed because I I I hold mobile devices and I scroll with my left hand, yeah, which is part exactly. of why my left thumb is so unhappy with me today.
1: Yeah. So a little outside our wheelhouse, but certainly something that grabbed my attention. I want to talk a little bit about um, we put our awards together, which is a difficult thing to do because is that going to be
2: up by the time we uh, push this out.
1: I sure hope so. I don't know. (laughs) I sure hope so. Um, I'm going to talk about them anyway, because it's a lot of it is what is, is the more interesting stuff that we saw anyway. So I want to touch on TCL announced genuinely seven smartphones this week five of them destined for the U S two of them. Presumably not. They're literally not in the press release other than in the, in the hero image. So I guess they're not coming to the U S we don't know a lot about them. Um, They told me the spec sheet is coming at MWC, which is a month and a half away. So we'll have to keep waiting. They're budget phones. They're definitely, they're all running media tech chips at the very least. They're not so much interesting. And I was a little snarky in my write up about them and hid a Simpsons quote at the bottom of it that I don't think anyone noticed. But what is cool, I think, is the Next Paper 14 Pro, which is a a uh well, it's it's what it sounds like. It's a 14-inch Android tablet, which seems to be very popular for some reason. I'm not totally sure what it is about the 14, but I saw several 14-inch Android tablets here, and I wanna know if you are using a 14 or 15-inch Android tablet, can you please write into the show and explain why? Um why are you doing that? But regardless, it's got TCL's Next Paper technology, which is both a coating, a matte coating on the display that feels very nice in the hand. It looks very nice, very smooth. It also has a toggle on it that allows it to switch into, um, well, TCL's press release described it as a black and white mode, but that's not quite true. It does still have some color. It's just very washed out, but it looks like a color e-ink screen, basically, once this mode is active still works like an android tablet it's got a decent media tech chip in it and and plenty of ram so it's speedy but um yeah that thing was cool taylor and i were both fairly impressed by it like more than i think we thought we would be tcl positions it as a way to replace your e-reader with the tablet that you also want to own to which i say well i just bring it back to the 14-inch thing i don't really want a 14-inch e-reader but if they made this in you know an 8-inch tablet it would be killer they do have a ten inch tablet, but it doesn't have this toggle on it. it It just has the next paper technology that's also on their phones. It doesn't have the color shifting mode as far as I can tell. So it's a really cool tablet. I just, you know, make it in a smaller body, please.
0: I mean, I don't really need the color shifting mode so long as it feels that good in the hand. And then and yeah, you might be interested in the 10
1: inch bit... one. But but yeah, I'm telling say, you, 14 that...
0: is big, but 10 I could do so long as it has access to the Google Play Store and I can just put all of my web. Oh, it does. Yeah. yeah here, no, no, no. With the paper feel and being able to actually just, you know, just keep scrolling through my comics. I'd be a happy girl.
1: I will say, like, do not discount that mode. Like, it was very I'm cool sure to see. In person. It's great. And
0: especially for, like, if you're reading, like, actual text or something and where you don't need as much of the refresh rate or something, I'm sure that looks much better and is much easier to read.
1: It's still at high refresh rate. It's just the colors, sh- like, the, the contrast and the saturation of the colors are adjusted to be that much more, like, ink like a color e-ink display. You would be able to read your comics on it. Okay. It's nice. Something else it's that nice. Matt will get
0: to review and we will never get to touch. And I will just be reading the review jealously. Mm. It
1: is very hard to explain without seeing it in person. I will say like it, it only just clicked when, when Taylor and I like went to the booth. Asus ROG controller. They have essentially like a, a razor Kishi or a backbone one competitor that is doing some interesting things. It folds in half for one. They describe that as a way to fit it in your pocket a little bit easier, but it does make it very bulky. So I don't think that's true. I was going
0: to say, unless you're wearing cargo pants, yeah. I don't see that being pocketable.
1: Yeah, I would describe it more as backpackable. Uh, I told the guy that and he laughed. Um, I don't know if he actually thought it was funny. <laughs> um, well, I mean, who wears backpacks? I was going
0: to say, this is less of a backpackable thing and more of a purseable thing, except men sure, don't yeah. wear purses because y'all are pansy. Mm.
1: I mean, I just own a backpack is the thing. <laughs> But yeah, you know, it's got RGB lighting because you have to. It's got AI features because it's 2024, but they were all demoed through Genshin Impact and maybe a little too tailored to Genshin Impact, like an auto item pickup mode. But they worked. They did do what they were supposed to do instead of having to tap the item name when you walk up to an item in that game to pick up the item. It just when the thing would appear, the controller would detect it and then or whatever, the underlying software would detect it. And then just add it to your software like you would touch the screen. It's kind of cool. I mean, it
2: sounds like they're taking away the fun of grinding.
0: Hey, no, <laughs> they're ma- no, no, no,
1: Jules. They're making grinding easier so you can grind
0: yes.
2: longer. No, the, the, the joy is pressing the button multiple, multiple times. No longer. No longer. Give, yeah. Not
0: all of us need to completely and utterly give ourselves. Um, God, what's the word? Controller. Purple tunnels. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, I already have RSI's. I don't need more of them and anything like this. That is like, oh, I can press buttons less is appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. I will say I'm kind of bummed that for something that ROG made, it's only 18 watt pass through charging, especially considering the power that most like intensive gaming will pull down on a phone.
1: Yeah, that's true. I, I, I don't think it'll matter. I mean, if that's too the only like, problem
0: with this controller, then they're doing fantastically, but.
1: Yeah, I'm concerned about the pricing. They wouldn't tell me, and the rumors have it pegged at like $150, which is a lot of money for a mobile controller when it's the competition is, you know, a yeah. hundred at full price and and often on sale. I
2: mean, forget the competition directly. Like, let's t- uh, just to mention Ioneo's next light little. TV oh well, absolutely. Handheld.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, th- I mean that market is is more saturated than ever, and and a lot and of that's those things are two hundred dollars. Yeah.
2: And you can probably import SteamOS onto it, yeah. and you know do that. Like that's that's a valid option as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. Who would choose that over a hundred fifty dollar little thing for your phone?
1: <laughs> it's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean those were kind of some of the highlights. Taylor and I. This is more of a you know we're we're more delving into Taylor's territory at this point. But we we went to Withings booth. We saw the o which is a, I don't even know what to call it. It's a device that
0: checkup machine, there we
1: go. Personal checkup machine. That is a good way to say it. it. It's supposed to gather data, like your temperature, your heart rate and, and so on and, and essentially send it directly to your doctor so that you can, you know, it's one less thing to do if you have to go there or or you can be more up to date with how your, your body is is functioning. Unfortunately, it's a health product. And as the Withings PR person explained to us, they can't... This isn't
0: going anywhere until the FDA pulls its head out of its ass and that can take a while. Mm.
1: Um. Well, no, not that. I, I I don't think Withings will have an issue with that because this is what they do. Um, they can't do live demos at CES because it would use our personal health data and they'd have to get everyone to sign a waiver. Yeah. Although we saw what it would look like doing a reading, the reading was fake. It was a mock-up. I don't imagine you able a... to
0: find like volunteers or something who like, okay, we'll film you getting the thing done yeah, and I you suppose. have agreed to like having your readings displayed. It's still
2: someone's PII. Well, also I just think it's easier
1: for Withings to hit a button and run a fake test at any moment rather than having to have someone oh, yes, do it 30,000 times a day. So it's cool in theory. I, my, my biggest issue with stuff like this is that it just like, I have my own difficulties getting my doctor to see me as it is when I'm sick, and this just adds one more layer for them to be like, don't come in, but don't worry, we will send you a bill. But I guess smart health tech is good to have anyway, even if I feel like it's just contributing to that problem. But cool. In theory, we'd have to test it. Although, Hey, anything you know,
0: that can help for areas where it's like half an hour to a doctor who may or may not be able to get you in or it's like late hours and you can't get to an emergency room. Well, like my anything bigger for that. problem
1: is that like this is a foundational issue that like I was sick two different times last year where my doctor was like like just would not see me and this would not have helped that like
0: well that sounds like you need to get a new primary care physician
1: this is a issue in the medical field at large this is like a doctor shortage issue that the US is facing this is probably not the podcast to talk about it no not um, really but it is uh an
2: interesting uh if not, um, and that's it for trend. the Slate political Gap Fast this week. It's not uh, even poli- there's uh, nothing political, political not really about this. Political. Yeah, it's, it's not just... really. Well, I mean, what else? Like, we could frame this as the land or like, but it's like this is the stuff that we're trying to cope with small. Human-oriented technologies. Well, the, that, then let me know. let
1: me let me say my other problem with it is that a lot of the, the a lot of the data that it gathers, such as your temperature and your heart rate, is probably already gathered by things you own, such as a thermometer, uh, which I would recommend to everyone just have in the house if you don't for some reason. And uh, if you have a smartwatch, boy, do I have great news for you! You can check your heart rate at pretty much any moment. So. Um, yeah, well, I don't know. It's the
0: oximeter and the stethoscope stuff that could be. Interesting Absolutely. There, yeah, the there is cool stuff here. Th- but thermometer and electrocardiogram. Well, depending on the type of electrocardiogram, those can be relatively easy to find. Although I will say this, there's ECG on my Galaxy smartwatch and there has been since the Galaxy Watch 4 and I have not been able to get it to work more. This than one should be more accurate
1: and, and, and more reliable, I would say, because yeah. it's not tr- trying to fit into a watch shaped device on your wrist. I have to shout out the, and I, I ratio Rachio? I'm not sure. Rachio. I wish I knew. They're very nice. Yeah. This is a smart home timer is how we have it written in our awards things. Smart
0: hose. But it is the smart hose timer. Yeah, it that, is that a smart smell. hose timer.
1: They announced a smart sprinkler system last year. This is kind of... Not an extension of that necessarily, but it is.
0: This is the version of that that everybody can actually use who doesn't have yeah, like well a said. professionally installed lawn.
1: Exactly. So this is literally built for the, you know, $30 sprinkler you bought at Home Depot to water your lawn. It just plugs into the base of your hose where the faucet on your house comes out of. And then it can, it wouldn't be super hard to make something that is built to Run water at certain times of day for certain amounts of time. You know, I, it would be cool enough on its own, I suppose. But what really got me and Taylor excited about it is that it can detect if it's recently rained and skip days as it rains to avoid, like, both overwatering your lawn and wasting water.
2: Which is great, uh, especially given we're still in a long term drought in most of the west of the country. Yes. So. Wow.
0: The only reason I would take issue with that is because it's not using a sensor in the device itself to tell whether or not. Oh, it rained. With an X, ex- uh, it rained when I was not in a watering cycle. It rained, so I should skip it. It's basing it on your location data. So if it's oh, if it rained in your town, it's turning off the sprinklers. Oh, are you sure? I
1: believe it's a sensor.
0: Oh, it's Unless a- you
1: have the stuff in front of you, I don't. But I believe they said it was. They was using sensors. It
0: automatically skips watering when it rains in the smart hose timer's specific location. So that makes it sound like it's a location thing mm. to me.
1: I thought they said it had a sensor in it, but I, I could be, I also, it was a very long
2: day. So I yeah, could be there's,
0: I'm sure there's some kind of a sensor in here.
2: Mm-hmm. I would think about a, ba- a sensor based reading would be a bad idea given how other sources of water might be mistaken as rain and the, like a, you know, you're having a water gun fight at the yard. So I don't know, but uh, I think having a more reliable location based service might be more sensible anyways
0: they also were showing off a uh weather system integration so it might be one of those things that you could have like mm-hmm. an actual weather station at your house that it'll tie into which that i would be fine with
1: yeah they have a whole network of of both stuff that works within their brand and then within their like hardware partners so it, it's it could be you could kind of build out your smart yard basically
2: in the last five minutes that we have here sure i want to ask first of all have you been tracking your step counter because <laughs> uh it's always a fun time trying to see how those uh rack up.
1: Yeah, yeah, miles miles a day. Uh I I don't know the the steps off the you know pushing 10,000 at least. Whenever I checked my watch yesterday, I don't remember it was it was late afternoon and it had me at 7 or 8 miles I think walked. So yeah, it's I've gotten my fitness in for That's sure. That's
0: a good day. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Uh
1: this is my first time in Vegas, my first CES and I would say those numbers would be higher if this was not the least walkable city I've ever been to, and I live in the US, there's a lot of non-walkable cities here, and this one is by far the most hostile to pedestrians. I tried to walk from one hotel to the hotel next door, and all that was in between it was a golf course that you would think, at the very least, there'd be a sidewalk on the outside of. Uh, no, we tried for god, 20 minutes to Find a path that would get us from this hotel to the next one. And we gave up and we called an Uber for a four minute ride. Very stupid. You couldn't even walk down the road because the road connecting it was a highway.
2: Very stupid. You know what the solution is to that? The the high tech solution. Buy a car? Walk across
0: the golf course. Is it build (laughs) a
2: tunnel system underneath the golf course that only uh, Tesla's can use? Exactly. No, (laughs) this is a great idea. You have massive capacity in those four seaters. Or three-seaters, I guess, if uh, you're counting the driver. Uh, Yeah. Do you know what's perfect?
1: It was a Tesla that took us from one hotel to the next. And in that occasion, we got picked up by a Tesla. Perfect. Really quickly to sum up news, I just want to shout out. There's lots more stuff on the site. I hope to write a little bit more. I know Taylor's working on one or, one or two more pieces as we kind of wrap our CES coverage. And obviously, so much stuff that we didn't see that you can see at partner sites like XDA, I would check. All of that out. XDA, I'm sure, has been focusing. There's so much cool computing stuff here that is not really in our wheelhouse, but I would really suggest go reading their coverage. And then also, I do want to shout out before we end by talking about Nelly, because that is what we're going to do. Google laid off a bunch of employees this week. Twitch did as well. And it's sounding like we're in for another kind of harsh winter economically for uh, tech companies as they I don't even like saying layoffs. They fired people. Layoffs, that's not... They, these companies have, like, redefined what layoffs mean. It, they fired people. And I think it's a really shitty thing to do, specifically while an event like this is happening, that no doubt lots of these people either had their hands in or, you know, you know Google did not show off. They were firing people from their AR teams, and Google did not really show off a lot of AR stuff here. But they have in the past... And I just think it's something that shouldn't be overlooked just because we're focusing on new products. I know I'm putting it at the end of this episode after we've talked about uh, how exciting some of this stuff is, but I just think that like companies using big events like this to hide news that is maybe more
2: negative should not be overlooked. Well, the thing is, is that they're obviously hiring somewhere else. And at least right now, that's an AI. You'll see it everywhere. I don't know. The priorities are shifting People are in the uh, the collateral for that. So, yep. yeah. Um, hey, it must be the money.
1: It must be the money. You know who performed that, who I watched perform that song? Uh, one, Nelly. TCL, God bless. So you do uh, get to a, go a, to the a, Green
2: Day concert.
1: <laughs> I didn't know there was a Green Day concert. I'm, I'm, I'm learning this now, to be honest with you. I missed the Green Day concert. I did go to an event TCL had a, a, a mixer late at night at the Allegiant Stadium, which is where the Raiders play. And It was very cool to be, like, on the club level and, like, kind of walk out. You, you couldn't... They Actually, so so um, Allegiant is where the Super Bowl is being held this year, which, of course, the my Buffalo Bills will be at. We all know this. Uh, they will win. We all know this. Uh, Josh Allen going to carry us to victory. This is not going to happen. They're never going to win. So they have the turf actually, like, removed from the stadium right now. I assume they are, like, going... Because the Raiders are done, so the Raiders are not playing... In it. So they are probably prepping for what will be, I can't even imagine being in Vegas during Super Bowl week. It's also like right after the their primaries. So like it's gonna that's gonna be an insane week if you are anywhere near the city. I can't imagine. But it was very cool to like see the the stadium. And then they brought Nellie out to play for like 150 people on kind of a small stage. And uh, it's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Concerts like this are not anything new for events. Taylor has been at this job longer than I have, but this was his third band. He's seen a, or a performer, I should say. He saw the Strokes at a Bose event and then someone else I can't remember. Not as interesting as the Strokes, but usually, you know, you're you're looking at like a 15 minute set list. Nelly played a goddamn hour. Nelly played an hour with, like, the most energy, like, the the amount of energy that you would have if you were, you know, selling out Madison Square Garden. It was just so weird.
0: Hey, respected artists were actually, you know, doing 100%. what he was paid for.
1: No, no, I'm not saying Nelly was weird. I'm just saying the, the, the experience of being at the front of the stage taking photos seven feet away from Nelly was just very strange. He was paid
2: well. 100%. For a hundred percent small audience yes. Yes. that at least has the characteristics that would treat them with enough respect not to like throw stuff on the stage or you know go all we crazy did not,
1: I, I did not see anyone throw a
2: bottle at
1: nelly thank god but yeah uh nelly's got some real like you forget how many bangers nelly has he's got some hits I also I straight up forgot the song he did with Tim McGraw even existed, but I also forgot that the Florida Georgia Line song was a thing until he started playing it, and I was like, oh fuck, right? I forgot about this song. It was everywhere for like two years. You couldn't escape it.
0: Wait, you forgot that he did Cruise?
1: I forgot. No, no, no. I didn't forget. Like, if you would ask me who performs Cruise, I'd be like, oh, that's Florida Georgia Line featuring Nelly. I forgot Cruise existed because. I feel like I haven't heard it in five years.
0: You need to do more shuffles of your library, man. Well,
1: oh, I don't like that song. <laughs> this is the thing. What? No, it I don't like that song awesome. at all. No, I don't like it. Well,
0: maybe it's just that I'm a Southern girl, but I love it.
1: I mean, I grew up listening to country music. I just don't like it. It's not my thing. But you know what? Hot in here goes fucking hard. And I had a great time. So, <laughs> yeah, shout out to Nelly, I guess, is what I'm saying. Um, TCL, your smartphone still didn't really impress me. Sorry. uh but yeah that was CES um what a wild event that I'm glad to have finally covered so jealous
0: I gotta get there sometime yeah
1: it's cool we'll do a road trip um, yeah exactly there we go a whole AP road trip
0: because the beginning of January isn't busy at all anymore for us
1: (laughs) yeah we should say next week Daniel will almost certainly be back and we will have plenty to talk about the Galaxy S24 event is Wednesday so look we'll probably are you gonna be in
2: San Jose or No, no no no
1: I'm not flying. Okay. I'm flying home tomorrow and I'm sticking on the East Coast um, until MWC.
2: Well, in any case, I think we should put this show to bed. Yeah. Much like the careers of Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll and Nick Saban.
1: Yeah. Hey, you know what? Bill Belichick, get out of here. You're a hack fraud without <laughs> without uh, Tom Brady. The last four seasons have been embarrassing. You went 4-13 this year. And also, one of those four was against the Buffalo Bills. So maybe I shouldn't talk too much shit. But uh, uh, <laughs> that was before we fired our, our offensive
2: coordinator. So I'm going to take it as a win. This is still a tight show, even with... Bert. 10 minutes we should do yeah you're right
1: i i should have uh for the next uh as long as the bills are in the playoffs have an nfl section at the end of every episode that jules will <laughs> jules will swear he's putting in but we'll actually cut out and i won't know because i don't listen to the show okay so now you've reminded me to cut this part
2: out. <laughs> no leave it in right. double it double it okay all right dude, all right let's sign off not again i've I'm already I'm, I'm i've, I've already done that gig before on, on the show actually it's a, it's a good anyways goof. it's a good goof yeah it is it is i guess uh I'll take us home podcast at AndroidPolice.com is where you'll be able to send all of your adoring messages or your hate mail. I mean, we can take either it's it's fine. You don't have to like us in order to have us respond to you, but we love you. That's a fact. You can reach us in the show notes. We have links to our profiles on the site and then all the stories that uh, we have covered at CES 2024. So for Ara, for Will, who was in Vegas, just suffering, I guess. Yes, just,
0: just absolutely. <laughs> hey, suffering hey, I and have away.
2: as we as well. It's cold here.
0: Define cold.
1: Mm. Um, fifty during the day and thirty at night.
0: Okay, yeah. Mm.
1: And, and 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 shockingly windy. Like the wind really, you know hits hard like like well, I you're I, in the
0: middle of a desert I, I feel like wind isn't expected oh,
1: things, hold on uh, hold on Ara, Ara, you don't get to say define cold to me I saw you call <laughs> 70 degrees cold this week in slack I saw that no
0: no no you. it was it I was <laughs>
1: You don't get to say define cold to me. You don't get to say define cold to me. You don't get to say define cold to me.